Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Reject Rundown Podcast. You're chilling with me, Tony the Kid, this morning. Oh, crazy stuff in the media today. Uh, yesterday, too, as well. A lot of things happening after the incident that occurred on Sunday. But let's get to it. As always, parental advisors advise people, so please be careful. Grown-ups, make sure you tell your children earmuffs when they drop some F-bombs. Just letting you know, pre-warning you. Kiddos, relax and take it easy. If you ain't supposed to be listening to this podcast, don't listen to it. Just letting you know. As a parent, don't want y'all getting in trouble. And I don't want to get in trouble for nothing, okay? <laughs> now, moving along, everybody, to follow up what's been going on with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Wow. What a crazy, crazy day Sunday was. Sunday night, if anything, I would say. The following Monday morning, the Tuesday follow-up. It's been all but wild. Yes, we have seen Will Smith publicly and, you know, via social media apologizing to Chris Rock and solely to Chris Rock, unlike he did on Sunday night at the Oscars. Comes and tells him, you know, I truly apologize for the incidents and my actions and hope, you know, we can, you know, talk about it in the near future and all this type of stuff. Will Chris Rock forgive him? Who knows? Chris Rock also came out and said he apologizes too as well. Should he have, should he have <laughs> apologized? That's the question. Should Chris Rock have apologized? You know, if you're looking at the media standpoint, I guess, I guess so, but if you're looking at it as an, on a comedic side of things and knowing Chris Rock and what he brings to the table, was it necessary for him to apologize? That's that's another big question. I think I, I think a lot I want to ask you people should ha, should have Chris Rock apologized for his words. That is a huge, huge question. Now. Will we get to see them two actually physically and, you know, publicly face-to-face, you know, accept each other's apologies? Who knows? I do know that on the Red Table Talk, on the next episode of that one with Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith and her will be on there and discussing the incident that occurred on Sunday night. Now, a lot of stuff has been hitting social media, pertaining to videos of Jada Pinkett Smith talking about her hair loss and telling basically in a joking form the same exact innocent joking form that Chris Rock mentioned on Sunday night telling everybody on that particular video that you know yeah I've been losing my hair and I know people are going to you know say a few things but so what so what those were her exact words a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the fact that that was said. So Jada, you got a lot of answering to do. On the flip side of that, Will Smith, you were, there's a clip of you on the Arsenio, Arsenio Hall show, if I'm saying it correctly, I apologize, it's been a while since I heard his name, talking about it's just jokes, the same exact way Chris Rock stated on Sunday night at the Oscars that it's just a joke. It's just a little one. Innocent. So I find this hard to believe that this joke was intent. That this joke that Chris Rock stated was 
purposely said to her in a sense to make her feel like shit. I find that very, very hard to believe, especially at the sense of it's a G.I. Jane reference. The last time we heard G.I. Jane was basically back in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, when the, when the movie came out, if not late 90s, early 2000s. But that's irrelevant. 20, almost 20 years ago. So for him to pop that joke up this time around, like, come on. Like, really, the only people who would have understood that joke would have been those people at that audience. A lot of people, younger age generation, had to look up what the heck he was talking about and actually be like, oh my God, now I know. So Jada, like I said before on that last episode of Chilling with Tony the Kid, get the stick out of your ass and appreciate it's just for fun. You're a fucking celebrity. You knew people are gonna talk shit. You knew people are going to say a few things. But the fact that you just rolled your eyes shows that you're not upset at the joke. You're upset at the person who said that joke. Because if I'm not mistaken, everybody, in 2020, Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars and this is all clips as well too this is a past history part that in 2020 Chris Rock decided to talk smack about Jada now you have to understand that she's not a vindictive person I'm not going to say that that's a little harsh but to hear that she accepted those words then I doubt she accepted those words and I'm sure that since then she took it personally. So, moving forward, by that joke Chris Rock stated on Sunday night, just added fuel to her fire. And the fact that he, she, apologize, she did not appreciate it, goes to show why Will Smith end up, stepped up after the fact that he was seen laughing at said joke. Laughing. He was giggling. Ha, ha, ha. But yet, as soon as he looks over to his left, he looks at Jada. Jada looks very disgusted with the joke as a person who's a fucking stuck-up-ass bitch would have. And there you go. I mean, come on. Fucking jokes have been said, and this is going on social media too as well, that's would have gone at her for this crap. That's why Chris Rock, you saw him right then and there saying, oh, I could say something else, man. I could talk a lot of shit. I said a G.I. Jane joke, but no, you want to act like a little bitch. But I could definitely come out and say a lot more. He could have talked about her relationship with August. He could have talked about all the discrepancies that she's been talking about in the last couple years on Red Table Talk, putting, it, putting Will through shit. That could have been said. And that would have been twice as worse. It's just, it's a, it's, that incident goes to show, and I believe everyone is agreeing uh, on this particular moment, that 
it wasn't said joke, and it wasn't what led up to, which is, I believe, the narrative that people are trying to to come out with, that it's the actions that led up to that. There was no actions that led up to it. Chris Rock is a comedian. He will go around the whole audience, say a few jokes, whether you take it personally or not, that is what his job is, and from there, move on. So that means that what you're telling us in the narrative, or what you're trying to paint this picture, and the actions that led up to that, would have say, no more jokes at the Oscars. No more jokes at the expense of others at the Oscars. That is what's leading up to this factor. Which is a horrible factor because you're ruining someone's job. You're basically eliminating this person's job right from under his feet. Yes, Chris Rock is a phenomenal actor. He's freaking, he's homage. He's one of the goats of comedy, a comedy, let's put it that way. And yet you would have to go this route if that's the narrative and the picture that you're trying to paint for everybody. That's going to be the next outcome. No more jokes at the Oscars. Which is horrible. Horrible. Because the purpose of your your greeters, your purpose of your greeters when it comes to awarding other person, when it comes to writing the scripts of others, is to create comedy. And to make the process of the Oscars a fun, loving night. But because this woman took it personal because of the person she still feels a little tension to, this came about. And the man that she loves, if she says, lets this man go up there and slaps one man. Now, Tiffany Haddish, young lady, I get your, I get the idea of what you're coming from when it comes to a man is sticking up for his wife. It shows the picture that a man got up there and stuck up for his wife. Yes, that is a powerful move. A man sticks up for his wife. But the time and place for someone to assault somebody on national television ain't the time. You could have stuck up for your wife sitting right then and there and it would have been twice as powerful by saying, and at that too, verbally across the stadium and said, not appropriate joke. It would have been twice as powerful. And I'm going to give you an example. And my wife can test to this. And a few others too as well. One night, my wife and I, a little when we were a little younger, we decided to go out to the club. Go on party. Hang out. Have drinks. Get the party. The music's flowing. Everything's popping. Everyone's enjoying themselves. Some random fucking dude decides to try to get up on my wife and grind on her or let her grind on him and as she's pushing away I shout out his name from across where I'm at because by the time I would have got there it would have got physical and before I get there I'm warning the young man because why? because one I know my scenery I'm in the fucking club 
There's going to be bottles probably broken. Someone got caught. My wife probably got twice as injured. I would have got hurt. I would have been locked up. This guy would have been locked up. My wife possibly would have been locked up. The, my friends that we were all with could have been in the incident that they didn't want to be involved in. It's the idea and the smart and the brain knowledge of knowing that this is not the scene or at the time and place and to act, act on violence at first, appropriate. It's what we're taught in the beginning of our life. Don't act on violence at first. But when actions lead and continuous actions, like I said, lead to this, then you got to get physical. But by words can be twice as powerful as that. So I look at the young man, shout out from even the music's flowing. This motherfucker still hears me. And I said, hey, motherfucker. We look eye to eye contact. And I said, get off my wife. Showed him my hand that has the ring and said, that's mine. That woman right there, mine. Get the fuck back. Now, yes, he looked at me like he wanted to fucking pop off. He wanted to say some shit. He probably wanted to get in my face. And I said, what's up? I stepped down off of my little stool that I was standing on because I, my homies and I were on the couches. We're bumping. We're, we're fucking sitting there like hyped up with the bottles and everything. His partner decides to pull it back and say, hey, man, not right here. Not right now. Ain't the place. But the guy looked like he wanted to jump some. Not me. I said, let's go. Let's go right now. I ain't scared. Come step forward. That's my wife. You don't come on my wife. You don't try to sit there and dance on my wife like that, especially not in front of my face. But it's the smartness of myself, the knowledge of my scenery. Knowing my surroundings at where I'm at right that moment. And the fast thinking to know what could possibly happen if I would have got up there and did some violence at first. If that would have been my first reaction. A lot of times why people get their asses in trouble and why they lock, end up locked up is because they're, they don't have that common sense. They don't have that quick thinking to understand that a situation like that can get 10 times as worse as it would have if you just say something. And like I just said, your words can be powerful. Now, if they don't, if the continuance of not listening and the continuance of this person not understanding of what you're saying and wants to get things physical, then by all means, let's bounce. Let's throw some bows. I promise you, I promise you, you will be on the ground. I'm on top of you. You're looking up. Just seeing my fist or my elbows landing across your face. I promise you. If not, me choking the life out of you. Don't matter how big you are, I promise you, you're going to be end up on the ground. And regardless if you land punches on me, you may land a few. I agree. I'll give you that. You may land a few punches. But I'm endless. 
I will not stop until your ass is on the floor and I'm on top whooping the bejesus out of you. I like saying bejesus. I said say the shit out of you, but I said bejesus. <laughs> that's just it. That's that's how things go. That's how that's how life is brought to us. Then no, I don't want to get physical, but if I must, let's go. Am I scared? Now the other thing is, the other thing is everybody, that's pretty amazing, and congratulations to Chris Rock and all this, because guess what? His ticket sales for his world tour has friggin' doubled. But at this point right now, close to sold out in a few locations right now. Because they want to know if he's going to say something about Will and his comedy shows. I want to know if he's going to say something. Chris Rock's brother doesn't accept Will Smith's apology, which is freaking good. That's good for him. I wouldn't accept Will Smith's apology. Jim Carrey, my my freaking one of my favorite comedians of all time, Jim Carrey. Hilarious movies, liar liar. Me, myself, and Irene. The Mask, The Grinch. Now the new Sonic, even better. In Living Color, where he started his career. I watched him start there. Even he goes out and doesn't accept Will Smith's apology. And says that if he was Chris Rock, he would have sued Will Smith for 200 mil. Because, yes, he has a point. That this video is endless. This is now out there on social media and will forever be a remembrance to what happened. And it's sad on Chris Rock's standpoint that he had to be belittled like that on national television and continuous be belittled moving forward in the near future. It's fucked up. It truly is fucked up. Which is why I had, I think that's another reason why I just can't accept Will Smith's apology. I have a hard time accepting of this apology because of that particular moment. It's it's not Will Smith. It's not him. And Jim Carrey said it on the point and on the money that it wasn't it wasn't Will Smith and what was said in the actions. It was just his emotions that's what's been leading to this factor. His emotions, his issues that he's dealing with, his demons that he's been dealing with, with this fucking to- poisonous woman, Jada Pickett Smith, for over the last 10 years. It's enough. She's been putting his ass through a fucking grinder, and he's been sitting there taking all of this shit for so long. And I feel so bad for this guy to the point where it's like he's trying to justify and he's trying to make sense of what's happening. But the only the only t- fucking denominator is what she's doing. She is not doing what she's not respecting her husband, nor is she protecting her husband. Neither one. The only time that I've actually... I don't know if maybe people have seen this more than myself or something. 
But the only time that I've seen her defend her husband it was 2020 when she was trying to defend her husband at the Oscars and say it is a shameful why Will Smith wasn't at that time nominated for his for his performance in concussion. And at that point, I would agree with her. But other than that, please, all free to let me know when was the last time she stuck up for him. Now, when, as a man, and you think about those type of scenarios, and someone does not, and they realize that this person is not sticking up for me, that this other person is not doing the things that I'm doing out there to show the love and to show that I appreciate, to show that I'm in this for the marriage, then why the hell am I even trying? I feel like that's where he's at at this time right now, and it sucks for Will Smith. And I apologize, Will, that you have to go through all that. I apologize, because no husband should have to go through all that. And in a marriage, yes, there are times where, you know, you look at the marriage and it becomes a little, you know, a little stale, you know, for a good minute. And it's hard to communicate. There are times where, yes, it's hard to communicate. And you revert back to, you know, you being a solo dolo or your mental state tells you that, you know, things have kind of piled on and you're kind of just over things and you don't want to discuss a few stuff. And but it takes a moment where you realize all that and say, listen, Listen, babe, we need to sit down. We got to talk and we need to hash some things out because they've been sitting on my chest for quite some time. And if you have time, I would like for you to make some time and let's discuss these things and move forward in a positive way. And you do and you do that. It's a great communication. It's that part of a relationship and especially in the marriage to communicate with your other spouse. Instead of waiting at the moment and letting it build up so much that all this crap and shit that you're dealing with, you don't you don't face it, and then all of a sudden you explode. Which is what led to you in this in the first place right now. It led to you to explode at somebody who doesn't need and did not deserve that action being done to them. Chris Rock did not deserve to be smacked. Chris Rock did not need that type of situation to happen to him at the Oscars. Did not. It sucks. It sucks that we're sitting here talking about that when there's issues around the world and Ukraine and having to deal with this war that everyone's dealing with at this time right now. And Ukraine, you know, if you're, if anyone's listening to this podcast, if anyone can, you know, I truly, truly wish you guys the best. I really, really hope that everyone is safe and staying safe at over there in Ukraine and that people and kids, you know, loved ones, if you're going through this battle, I, I, I'm with you. You're in my prayers for a fact. In my prayers for a fact. Now, moving along, everybody. Another fucking idiot that I got to talk about here on the podcast show. I apologize again for, you know, my foul language. But 
You know, I got to talk about this jackass and this dumbass of all peoples. Why is it that Ezra Miller feels that he's untouchable right now? This idiot literally got in trouble a little while ago. If I'm not mistaken, if this video is going viral again, please share this video. I, it, it's a video of him choking on an old lady and throwing her down. But now, all of a sudden, this jackass over here wants to go to a karaoke bar in Hawaii, get fucking belligerent, and decides to get arrested. For disorderly conduct and the actions that he's doing and whatever case may be, that's what he's coming. That's what he's devoted his life to being now, a jackass. So, please, everybody, if you guys are tuning in on this, if you find that video, please share that video on social media because it's making me cringe at the fact that this is happening. And my problem with Mr. Ezra Miller is, yes, either way, I did. I don't want him to become the Flash any longer. I want him to be recasted. I think this brings out that vote again and saying, please, recast Ezra Miller as the Flash. And it sucks that you're putting the DC, the DC fucking company through this headache because you want to sit there and get drunk and become a dumbass all of a sudden. But, you know, I, I guess, you know, as a celebrity, the more money comes, the more problems you get, I guess, right? You know, as, as Jay-Z said, 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. That's that's what's going on here with Mr. Ezra. Um, shout out to Jay-Z. <laughs> but for some odd reason, he decided that this was okay and that, it, you know, it's all good. It's all good. We could talk about it. Da, 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 da. You know, let me let me get up in here. Let me uh, let me get in this karaoke bar real quick. A few drinks. Let me fuck up some people or mess around and put a finger somewhere. You know, shit. Dumb shit like this to lead you to this. It really is. It's really dumb shit. That's why I'm calling you a dumbass. In the words of uh, uh, Fred... It's a Red Foreman. Red Foreman from the 70s show. You're a dumbass. So, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all whatsoever. And the rejects over here are on the same boat with me that, you know, it's an idiot move and that he's just, he's troublesome. This is this is the vote and the decision making from the DC Universe to decide whether or not that they really truly want to keep this guy as the Flash. And I don't think he deserves it. I think he needs to be recasted. Until he can work out his issues that I feel that he's dealing with on a deeper level and decide to go out there and change his life around and then now say, can I be re- you know, put back as the Flash and come back as the Flash in the near future in one movie that decides to cross all over all the Flashes? Sure, why not? But as of now, move on from this guy. Please. I just, I, it, he drives me crazy. It's a headache. I don't, I don't like him as this guy. I, I never liked him from the Jump Street. You know, I, I, I try to be like, you know, let me see what Zack Snyder brings to the table with him as the Flash, instead of what Josh Whedon did with him. I truly then did not like him portraying as within the John Whedon verse. But with, but when Zack Snyder brought on there, yes, he upgraded a little bit. He improved 
just a fucking tad, but it still did not make a goddamn difference. He still sucked. He still looked like a fucking jackass. And he looked like he didn't belong. Out of all the characters in there, he's the only fucking one that don't fucking belong. The Flash is an important character. The Flash is just as big and just as smart and just as important as all the fucking members of the Justice League. He's not some stupid Quicksilver guy on the Marvel side that didn't really have an importance of a role when it comes to the future of said mutants. But this fucking guy does to this universe. He is the top, he's the top fucking five hero. And you give it to this dumbass and you let him just shit all over this guy? It sucks. It sucks. Now, as of now, everybody, I just, uh, you know, he's he's going to be facing some charges. He's already had some history on these type of situation. He was, uh, of course, you know, wrestled a long time ago, but I think 2011 for, you know, possession of marijuana, but I believe the charges got dropped. And the incident that we saw that went viral years ago when it came to him choking some old lady in a different country and, you know, she got pushed down where I believe is something that's going to be popping up again. And here we are, like I said a little while ago, talking about a nutty idiot when we should talk about the positive thing that's happened in Ukraine, the hopefully and the prayers that we're trying to send over there to show that we wish them the best. And uh, truly, truly appreciate all the sacrifices that you guys are dealing with. And for Lomachenko... My, my One of my favorite new age boxers that's going on now, you know, sacrificing his career in order to protect his country is a testament on who the character is. He truly is, in his country's eyes, a hero. And I believe that for a fact. He's a hero in that country. You know, he's a, he's a common hero that's just a boxer that made, yes, money. He was a world champ and decides to put a national television national televised boxing match that would have got his title back and if not more other titles and to say you know i you know yes the money's there yes the 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 reason is is nice and you know the fight is good but you know this is more important to me right now for my country and i'm gonna be there for them that's a fucking hero that is a fucking true man right there and Lomachenko appreciate everything for that. I truly do. That is fucking phenomenal. And I wish you the best. I hope you save health. And hopefully this Ukraine situation is fixed and fixed fast so all these casualties can stop. So please, everybody, be careful, be safe. You've been chilling with me, Tony Kidd, here this morning. I truly appreciate you guys for stopping by. See you guys later.